Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to a very special episode of the Freelancer Codex podcast. This is episode 94, if you can believe it. We've been doing this for 94 episodes. That's a really long time. Coming up on episode 100 pretty soon. How are you, child? You surprised me. Can you go ask your mom? Sit down, you log on to a game, you chips on the side you got the drink ready and a little one goes in your ear and says dad nope. you? you're like oh yeah go, like go, go uh talk to your mother. go talk to your mother having kids is dad. so it's so hard but oh, uh it's, it's not that hard it's super awesome it's i mean it's, oh, it's so difficult nope so that was uh that was one of my littles apparently uh who's not yet done with whatever show he was watching to wind down for the day so Nice introduction of my middle son, Carter. So, hey, this is episode 94, and it's special now because it's the first time Carter has been on the episode for us. That's really exciting for everyone that got to see him on our live. Since we are recording live on Mixer, we are also live on YouTube. For those of you who want to check us out there, you can do that. This will always be podcast-focused, so we'll try to keep all of our visual gags to a minimum. Um, And it is, it's July 9th. Um, it has been 144 days since the game is launched through Origin Access Premiere. That's a really long time. Xbox, PC players, you guys have all had it. Guys and girls have all had it for 137 days. And it's been about a month since EA Play 2019. Those, it's been that long. It's, it's, it has been I'm a month. It, it goes by really fast. Um, I think it's probably going really slow for PlayStation and Xbox owners. Because there have not been any updates for probably... When was the last time, JD, you guys would have seen an update? It would have been one of the patches that got pushed out. But I don't think it added any new content. So no. so, well, so there's like nothing for you guys to get excited about, is there? I mean, not really. Uh, I think the last time they put out any kind of patch was was last week. And... There's no new content. There, like apparently, there's stuff in the patch that is preparing the game for Cataclysm content, and that's awesome. But um, right now, we still only have you know four strongholds. We only have the legendary missions, which I I don't know if there's something busted uh, with mine. Maybe I just don't understand it right. But you can only, from what I can tell over the last couple of days, you can only do a legendary mission like once. Were you trying to launch it right after you completed it again? Uh, no, no, so, no. It, so you went back so to the fort and tried to launch it? I, I would go back to the fort and then I would do another. Well, I ended up doing like a string of random strongholds. Uh, and then when I go to Legendary Mission, uh, the, there's a lock symbol next to it. So I don't know if maybe um, like the order of which, well, the order of how I did things is wrong. Um like because i would just like i would like if it's just going from the like if you click play another mission at any point in time if it's constantly locked but um i only seem to be able to play the legendary missions once per day which is kind of a bummer especially since uh, you had that hot tip last week of like earning 300 standing 
uh, 100 for each of the uh, factions with the Fortress of Dawn mission, which actually did pop up between uh, last well, uh, last episode that we all recorded together, 92, and uh, today. So. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had that issue where I wasn't able to go in again and do a legendary mission. Devin, have you had that happen to you at all? No, no. They It's always just said more legendary missions. I don't Oh, that's very weird. That's strange. Well, hopefully on today's episode of 94, we'll be able to talk to all you console players who are waiting for new content to drop, all the cool stuff that is actually coming into the Cataclysm. Um, patch that will probably, hopefully, I, I think we're guessing that it's the Cataclysm itself is probably going to drop at the beginning of August sometime. We might get those two weeks of pre-events maybe at the end of july but i mean this is all a, this is all just a wild guess on our part we have no insider knowledge according to that this is just kind of like well it's been long enough i think it's about time um this thing comes out because currently with the updates that they put out on the pts it seems like it's very close to being able to go live i'm sure that there are still some things that they need to be tweaking and fixing before it's ready to go but we can we can discuss a lot of that um as we so talk about think, what's like, happening. Uh, the last two weeks? or So you think it's going to start, what, the 22nd of this month? So I I don't know if it's going to start on the 22nd, but I, I have a feeling that whether it's the 22nd or the 29th, that first week of pre-events will start at the end of this month. Then we'll have the mm-hmm. two weeks, and then we'll have the four weeks of, or the six weeks of the Cataclysm going live. So I'm guessing the bulk of the Cataclysm is going to be all of August and the pre-stuff is going to happen here in July. I'm hoping that's the case because if we have to wait any longer, um, that is a very, very long time to wait for a live service game for new content to drop. I know we did have the Stronghold, but I don't think that's enough to hold console players or PC players over for as long as we've been waiting. Well, like let, let, let's let's look at it from well, let's look at it from a console player point of view for a second. And we heard about this con, well, this cataclysm content back in what the end of May, because um, we had heard about it before we went to EA Play, right? I think we heard about it like right after the game launched. That was part of the roadmap, so we we've known about it yeah. since February. Okay, well, I mean, like that the cataclysm content and it got delayed. Like, yeah, like basically, like when we heard about the PTS and stuff, it was the week before EA Play. That was a week before EA Play. So basically since the be- beginning of June. Now, I know that not everybody is in the same boat uh, as me. Not everybody is a teacher. Um, I know that not every uh, school district. In I didn't know country... you were a teacher. <laughs> uh, Let's I know that not every right, school district right. in the country. That's just uh, I didn't. Well, I know that not every school district in the country follows the same, you know, academic calendar. But for me, like summer is like, gaming gaming time like basically like i don't have a lot of other things to do um especially right now i'm really sick i gotta keep myself quarantined um and like i'm spending a lot of time in my house so i'm just you know busting out the anthem i'm going for gold and all that he's going school starts up for me school starts up for me in for like first week of august like first or second week of august and so like to hear about something first week of june and then on console have nothing for the next month and a half, nearly two months. Like even if we're lucky, we get the pre-cataclysm content the last two weeks of July. Uh, if we're unlucky, it starts the pre-cataclysm content will come in August. Either way, I, I like I know we want this stuff to come out when it's done, when it's ready, but it's just kind of it's just kind of 
killing me, especially when you guys get you guys on the PTS get to play it. You guys get to experience some of it. You guys get to you, you guys get to have more to your game. And well, I, I mean, if you're on console, it kind of feels right now, at least to me, I've had the thought that I kind of like I feel like I made the wrong choice in playing on console. Well, I mean, you did. I, I, I mean, I there's no doubt that. about that, that you made the wrong choice. That's that's a given um, because PC is the place to play anyway. So I but I also don't want people to think like, well, I'm missing out because I don't have access to the PTS. The PTS is it's it's fine, but it's also not complete. It's also not going to carry over to our main to the our, to our main freelancers whenever the cataclysm goes live because then the PTS is going to go away. It's not going to be something that's active all the time. So as much as I understand that it's like, hey, you guys have something that we don't, I I don't consider it like, hey, this is new content that I have. This is very much like, okay, let's test this. So when it becomes new content, it's ready to go live. Yeah, but you're you're, you're I'm still sitting at this. I'm still sitting at the table looking at the menu, waiting for my food to show up. Meanwhile, you guys at the table next to me chewing We're on taste testing. No, Sometimes the, the, good. Yeah, the like, cook is going, hey, is this really raw? Good. Are you going to get salmonella for this? Will you test this? It's like, yeah, I'll test this so JD knows that his food is cooked. I mean, I, I and like I said, I do get that feeling that, because I've talked to a lot of people on Twitter today, and they have the same feeling. Like, when is it coming? Console players are waiting, and I completely like. I have empathy that you guys have not had anything for the longest time, and that and that sucks. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Live service game, you guys should have had something long before this. Um, and there's no way around that. I mean, we understand that. You know what? It's been a really long time since we've had content. I think right now, just because of the way the game launched, the timetable that they had, it's very much like we have to put this out, and it has to work. Because if Cataclysm does not work when it launches, there's no recovering from that. I mean, this has to work. They have to go into the incubator. They have to have people testing this to make sure the bugs are worked out, to making sure loot drops at the right rate, to make sure that, hey, you can't you know crash the game if you accidentally shoot this grab it right here. This has to work for them. So if they're going to save it for a little bit longer to make sure that when you guys all get it, that it's that it's almost perfect, or at least does not crash PlayStation 4s, you know, and blue screen them, then I understand why they're waiting. Because that would be the worst case scenario if this releases and it, it and you know, and it releases in a state where people are like, there's no reason to ever come back to this game. Because if this is how the first update is going to go, then you know what? Uninstall delete file, throw your computer in the trash can, and that's that. I mean, this has to work when it gets released. And this is the way that they're going to do it so that when you get it, JD, it's like, hey. And that sucks. I mean, I'm not saying that, hey, you have to live with this. I I, I understand. Like, we were in the same boat before Anthem came out. This this game needed to be good. There was a lot of, there was already a lot of negative press leading up to it. I mean, we've been doing this for the last two years. We know about how people have been negative about the game be- well before we even really had m- much to say about it or really much to know about it. It needs it needs to be in a, such a state that it'll be it'll earn itself some level of immunity against uh, the negativity that is sure to follow because you know at this point it's just hate EA, hate anthem bandwagon stuff that you see on the internet. That that being said, like. Some something to nibble on, even just a very wide range of 
a timetable or something because right now we're guessing we're guessing yeah. as to when it's going to be we know how long we we know roughly how long the cataclysm is going to last and it's going to be preceded by like one to two weeks of pre-cataclysm content but i don't know if it's coming out this month uh, officially i don't know if it's coming out next month officially i would hope it's coming out next month officially and i agree that they need to have something that whatever they put out needs to be in a really good state but right now, the people on consoles are left in the same state of frustration and annoyance that we were at at the end of May. Yeah, yeah and, and, we, and I, it's, a, and I, it's a content drought right now. Yeah, and I and I completely understand that. But also, I'm like, well, you know, even though it is a PTS, it's like I I don't feel like I'm. There's no sense of progression in a PTS. There's no sense of for me. It's like I'm not gaining anything. Other than, you know, knowing that, you know, the feedback that we are going to give is actually going to make the game better. There's no progression. The story isn't all there. So we're not getting, you know, more story. It's just I, I don't want you to feel like, hey, you're missing out because you kind no, of. But it's, 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 it's not that I'm missing out. It's just that I am I am desperate for something new to do in Anthem. And, and I think all right. of us are in that boat, whether you have access to the PTS or you or you do not. I mean, I. I want story missions. I need, you know, a progression system. I need a stat page. Like these are all things that I think we all want. But I, yeah, and it sucks that we don't we don't know exactly when that stuff is going to come. All we have are guesses based on I don't know. Like August sounds like a good time because I mean, if it goes into September, man, that's September's yeah. Well, I mean, a long time. that's the other problem. Well, it's not just that it's a long time. It's that all the other AAA games are. Starting in September, October, November. I mean, all, all the big games, you know, are, are starting in September. So that's also another thing they're up against is, okay, if we don't get it out before September, then that's our Destiny. player base is going to get, you know, yeah. as well as Destiny, as Gears War 5. Uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, Call I mean, of Duty in October. But, but I'm talking live service some, games because you've got Destiny, Borderlands. So yeah. summer is basically a a game drought in terms of like the big hits, and for a lot of people, like you know, you have you got kids, you got teenagers, and then you got other people that, for whatever reason, have the summers off. That's a, that's a time that a lot of people take time off. It's the time when a lot of people are on vacation or they have a lot of free time to do it. And I, I, I like to release it to release something that is a timed event especially if you release it so late that it now opens in the same window as other games that if you are a hardcore gamer and you have interest other than Anthem, you're basically going to have no time to enjoy this timed event. Like if it releases in August, like the Cataclysm content, like if it starts up later end of July and we're, we get the Cataclysm stuff in August, I'm going to have a week where I can play the Cataclysm and really, you know, try to get the best score I can, try to get the loot I can. After that, though, I'm basically just going to have the weekends and maybe a couple of hours or maybe an hour at best uh, every night after school, assuming that I've gotten all my Back to, like, people who work full-time jobs year-round? Well, (laughs) I mean, I I I know you want to do Devin and I are not showing any sympathy. I mean, we're not showing any any sympathy because I mean, we I mean, teachers. Yes, they they don't work during the summers, and you guys plan your schedules to do different things in the summertime. But a lot of other people also work, you know, forty hours plus every week. 
on a regular basis. And, you know, like for me, you know, I work 40 plus hours every week and the time I have to play games is whenever my kids go to bed and I don't have something else to do. And um, so, I mean, I, I understand you're frustrated and you want to be able to play and this is the time you have to play. Um, but at the same time, there's also a lot of people that it, it doesn't well, affect, but, but there, really there, the time. There are other people in similar boats. Yes, I, there are. I, there's people on both, both sides. So, but I mean, it sucks all around, you know, I'm sure they're not like, hey, let's let's not put this out to screw people. No, no, they're no. obviously working on it. <laughs> screw you, and teachers. It's, it's it's tough because I, we have expectations because they have called it a life service game, right? Exactly. And so uh, if this wasn't, I mean, we talked about this a couple of episodes. If it wasn't life service, this wouldn't be a problem. But because they came out with it as life service, obviously they had a lot of issues. And so we just keep coming back around to that. You know, hey, it's a life service. We expect more out of it. They expect more themselves, and they're working on it. Um, I think we we all understand that. We're all kind of frustrated. We want to progress. We want to continue the story. We want to have it so it matters. I mean, I'm going to play all the stuff that I'm playing in the PTS. But like Stephen said, you play it, but it doesn't really matter because it doesn't count for anything. Um, Is it fun? Sure. Um, Does the game crash every time I play it? At least once per play play session? Yes. Every time. Um, Every time, like it, Every I was time. playing two days ago, it crashed uh, at least once or twice an hour with uh, the new update uh, from different things. So, I mean, it's obviously not ready in the current state. You know, there's issues and bugs and things, and that's what the PTS is for. Uh, I would say, you know, blame the console manufacturers for not being able to play on console because they require so much time and and they expect so many things because they don't want you to you know, to mess up your console because then they have a whole other issue on their hands. Uh, so that's another reason is why the PTS, you know, there's not many technical tests unless they're perfect. And, and okay, we know this is exactly what happens. Um, you know, there, I, there are specifics, you know. Yeah, but, so, but we're I not. I feel that somebody should have been able to anticipate this, this potential. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things that a lot of people should have been able to participate. Like the, the whole thing is but, that like, like they – if they knew that it well, if they had any kind of even just ballpark estimate of the timetable, and they and if they have all hands on deck for getting the cataclysm content out, uh, it just the the fact that there hasn't really been any like even even just slightly substantial for everybody else on console to nibble on even in the interim at any point in this interim to just nibble on. Like I, at least to me, it comes across as like just probably like a big lack of of foresight here. Because if the people who are on the game, they like the game, they like playing the game, they want to play the game, and right now they have the same amount of stuff to do that they had uh, two months ago. Yeah, but I mean, uh, if they put out a nibble though, JD, is it just like, hey, this is all that we're getting on these updates? Would that would that hurt them more, or would it be like, oh, okay, I mean, thanks they, for giving us if something? They spaced it out. If they spaced it out, if they spaced it out right, you know, like maybe like, okay, if like if it takes us about a month or two to to get this content out, if it takes us that long to t- because. You know, like I said, they don't need to have a very accurate, but they could have had contingencies planned, you know, or maybe something worked out. I mean, but, I think they had contingencies, but everything kind of got blown up when all the issues that they didn't anticipate or expect to happen happened. 
and you know, I mean, we could keep talking about this, but we got we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, we all we all want the game to to be a success. We all want it to have new content so people can play it and they can enjoy it. And uh, but I think you know we kind of beat this topic to death for this episode, and we should probably move on to the next topic. All right, Devin, be a really long podcast. What have you been doing in the PTS? Tell us what. Tell <clears throat> us all the things that we've been uh, testing for all the console players. So, I mean, I've been playing a lot of the Cataclysm, uh, some of the things. So I wrote down some information, right? So I'm trying to figure out in the Cataclysm what I wrote this down. I got notes here. Right, uh, what actually. I'm trying to figure out what I wrote down. <clears throat> I wrote stuff down. Give, you know, so you get crystals, right? The whole point, one of the points is the, the new economy with crystals to be able to buy your war chest and to be able to get the gear. And those are kind of really coming to effect within the last two updates because those are really hitting hard in the PTS and they're trying to figure out, you know, what, what works, what doesn't work. And sometimes I'm trying to figure out how they calculate how many crystals you should get. And so I'm going to give you three different uh, cataclysm sessions with their crystal information and kind of what, what I did and what we did and the amount that I got. So the first one I have here is from grandmaster one. When we played the other day, we got, ended up with around 2.4 million points for the session, which got us into like, uh, 14th place or whatever. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, so we ended up with about 10,000 crystals from that play session. A little bit under. I don't know the exact number, but I just I'm kind of rounding it out the number here, just because I didn't write it down. We'll make math uh, easy. So, well, yeah. and 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 that doesn't take in the, into account the number of crystals you already had, right? Yeah. No. So I, I'm just. So yeah. So so I think of, I know what session you're talking about. I think it ended up being. Either like eight fifty plus to nine thousand. I don't think it was. It was over ninety five hundred on 10. mine. Yeah. Well, I okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, but I'm just kind of round this out. Just, I mean, we don't have the exact number, but so I mean, this is within a leeway, you know, of less than I'd say five percent off on each direction, right? So, right. Uh, so in that one, we got. Oh, I'm just saying, ten thousand crystals. You know, we had four players. Grandmaster one. We did seven events and. Um, because we didn't complete all the events, right? No, the first run we did all of them. On that one, we didn't. Well, did we, we, we played multiples. Okay, anyway. Uh, the second one. Anyway, so we I got seven events. I have two echo plates, unknown amounts of crystals that we destroyed. Um, I know we did four pressure plates, and I don't know the amount of extra orbs. But basically, it worked out to being around every 240 points, we got one crystal for that play session. Right? Okay. So then I played by myself yesterday. I did it on hard. I was just like, okay, I'm going to go through, see what I get. I did uh, four events, one echo plate, um, three crystals I destroyed. I did two pressure plates, and I did, I don't know how many extra orbs I collected. Um, I got a, a score of 500,000. I ended up, I got 500 crystals for that play session. That was it? That was it. So that equated to, for every 1,000 points, I got one crystal. Huh. So that's where I was like, this math does not add up at all on where the stuff comes from. So I did another one today, uh, today earlier of Grandmaster One by myself. Nobody else joined. Um, I completed zero events, did one echo plate, didn't destroy any crystals. I did one pressure plate, uh, two relic circles, which are new things I just found the other day, and one time relic. These are all secrets and stuff that are there for you to find. I got like 72,000 points and I got 70 crystals. So again, that came out to 
one crystal per thousand points. So I don't know what their multiplier is, what uh, causes. I mean, because the 500,000 points was, you know, one fifth of that. And I should have gotten, if it was the same equation, I should have gotten over 2,000 uh, crystals from that PlayStation on hard, where I scored over half, over half a million points. And I didn't, I only got, I got less than 500 technically on that one. I was like, what the crap is this? And I ran, I just rounded up to 500 just for simple math. Um, so I don't know what is causing, you know, to get so many crystals because like I said, I mean, I completed events. So I did all these other things. Um, I'm guessing it would have to be the difficulty the modifier. But I mean, going from hard to Grandmaster One, like that's a that's a huge modifier. Um, and then again, my UI is bugged. I have the UI bug currently in this update where the modifier does not go above two. So I don't know what it was at when I finished hard. I mean, I completed the four events and I killed Vara. So, hmm. interesting. But so that was really strange to me, and, and I'm like, okay, I don't know, and I haven't found any documentation on them saying how, what determines how many crystals you get. and But basically, I mean, right now, I, I mean, it's not worth playing. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's not worth playing alone. Know. Yeah, it's not worth playing alone. And uh, unless you're exploring and trying to find stuff. Like, I mean, that was basically what I was doing today uh, when I was doing the Grandmaster 1 by myself. I was just exploring. Didn't want to complete any events. I was like, well, I'll explore, see what else I can find, and just kind of kill enemies and you know, and and, so. and it's very. I mean, they've told us that this content is four player content. You're not supposed to go yeah. in alone. So I wonder if there actually is like a player because you were you were alone. Um, in your I was instance. alone for the both the last two sessions. I was by so, myself. So I wonder if that also had, takes into account. Yeah. So I wonder if yeah. we jump in, we'll go on hard, roll with three people, and see if that changes at all, just to kind of test that. Because I think you're right. I think this is one of those things that people are going to try to find out is, okay, how do I get the most amount of crystals in the quickest amount of time so I can get yeah. the gear? Um, mm-hmm. Because that's what because we do. Because it is a new economy. And so it's like if you don't have – if it's not set in stone how that is – I mean, I mean, we know that the only thing that says Sony is you have to play the Cataclysm to really get a good amount of crystals, um, because free play and Shaper Storms don't really give you. I mean, they'll give you five crystal shards, you know, when you destroy a set of crystals, and that's about it. So I know this morning I did a world event, um, free play world event, and it was one of the crystal events. I actually, after I completed that specific crystal event, I was rewarded with two hundred um, shards from just completing okay. that event. It didn't, for some reason, it didn't actually calculate and go into my shard pool. So I'm guessing there's some issue with that still. But mm-hmm. there was a pop-up yeah. saying that I did get 200 shards. And every time one of those crystal plates, if you're if you're running out in free play, just like lightning, lightning would strike every now and then, there's little plates of crystals that would pop up and would explode. Every time I destroyed one of those or hit one of those crystals, I also got a shard. So there's other ways to get those. I mean, I don't think those are the most yeah, effective I mean, ways of farming. Five it. though, right? So yeah, I think I think in the free play, the, thing, we yeah, need the large ones only give you five, and the small ones only give you five. So that yeah. I think doesn't add up. You know, the large ones should definitely give you more than five. And then like the the shaper storm events that you know you're waiting 20 minutes to go into. I did one again by myself uh, two days ago, or yes, was it yesterday? Yesterday. Um, because we were talking on the Discord about, okay, how many crystals do you get from doing one of those events? Because that's supposed to be a Cataclysm event 
you know, in free play. Right. And I got 15 because I got one, I got five from each chest that I opened. And I was doing a Grandmaster one and got complete garbage, you know, just blues <laughs> from each chest, blues and materials, and 15 total crystals from doing a Cataclysm event in free play, which I don't think is, you know, it's definitely not rewarding enough um, to be a Cataclysm event. It should definitely give you way more crystals than five per chest. Well, especially because it is a timed event that it's a timed event. I mean, you need crystals you have to destroy. Right. And the point of the only way to be able to get those level 80 items is through the war chest. And the only way to get those is to spend shards. So if you're not getting those at a decent clip based on the time that you're playing, and this is something that Anthem has had problems with in the past, respecting players' time to the rewards that they're given. So if they don't get this right, I think there there's going to be pretty big issues because this, I mean, this is the point of the Cataclysm is the new gear, the new weapons. That's the point of it, is to level mm-hmm. up past what we could in the normal um, in the normal game. So if they're not giving us those rewards, there's going to be there's going to be issues. I mean, this is the one thing that'll probably be like, nope, people aren't going to come back if that ratio, like time spent to rewards received, if it's not worth it to the player, then you know that's a huge issue to me personally. I mean, the the one we did where we got close to ten thousand crystals was, I think, rewarding, but also at the same time, it was doing weapons, so we could all you can get you know, weapons every time. But when you're doing gear or melee and you get something for another javelin type, mm-hmm. um, the price seems too steep at the the cost. Because, the current, yeah, the yeah, because over 50% of the stuff I've gotten, because I'm only playing on the Interceptor, so over 50% of the melee and the, the gear that I'm getting is for different javelins. So their current weighting is not, uh, to me, correct. Um, and again, uh, the same with the, the Shape of Storms. I still have only come across one type of creature as the, as the end boss, even though, you know, that, that should not be the case. Um, hopefully they have more <laughs> when the game comes out, because it's going to get really boring if you only fight the same boss every single time. Granted, well, it's a new boss and it's cool the first couple of times, but when you do three or four of those a night and it's just all the exact same stuff every time, and they're in different pl- locations. It, it doesn't make sense to me to have the same. Stuff. And that and that boss is also available to to um, defeat in the cataclysm. So it's not like it's unique yeah. to go there. Yeah. And the other part of that is, it's like okay, if that cataclysm event in free play has to be weighted against the cataclysm itself in terms of rewards, because if the best way to get rewards is by going through the cataclysm and getting shards, what incentive do players have to actually go into free play and do that event? Right? Mm-hmm. There has to be something pulling players to both of those. And it can't just be I mean it can't daily. just be shards. I mean and the materials. Right. Yeah. And the dailies oh. won't do it because coin materials, I mean, maybe if there's a daily like, hey, earn a thousand shards. Or earn because they're in the cataclysm. There's minor shards, and there are they called greater shards, or are they crystals. just called shards? They're, they're called, crystals. Sorry, shards. Crystals. So no shards are shards are what we buy for for the cosmetics. Yeah, shards store. are what you buy, and the crystals yeah. are okay. what you earn in the. Cat. So there's yeah. there's a major crystal and a minor crystal. So a major crystal you have to it right currently the way it stands in the cosmetics in the um, seasonal store, you have to buy you have to buy something with one major crystal. And then 200 yeah. minor crystals in order to convert 
yeah. minor crystals into a major crystal, it's a thousand gear, minor crystals. And the other stuff is is a little less. It's like okay. one major and one hundred minor. But in order to do that, you have to have a major crystal and minor crystal. So unless it's that's the way you get a minor crystal is by completing or a major crystal is by completing these events. I can see that as incentive to go out and do those, which would be fine because then you're not, you know, spending those minor shards in order to convert to a bigger one but there has to be a balance and there has to be incentive for players to do those things and hopefully they can get this right because currently in the main game i don't there's no incentive to do anything unless you're chasing coin um other than that's the only incentive that there is currently in the game Mm -hmm. unfortunately and it shouldn't be that way so i mean so there's there's definitely issues with the pts that they still need to work out so so should we talk about inversions? Because this is something that they released kind of like a map of, hey, we're going to test for about a week. We're going to change up inversions. We're going to change up um, the, war- the I keep wanting, they're called war chest. They're yeah, going to yeah. change up what's available in the seasonal store. So real quick, these are some of the, I, I, wanna, I don't want to say multiply. What do they call them? They're, they're in the inversions that change up how you want to play. They don't really increase like their multiplier yeah, that you're they, going into they the. They don't increase. I mean, they sh- <laughs> they should. I mean, to me that in our is... opinion they should, but they don't. But they don't. So. Okay, so here are the inversions that you can have um, on any given day while you're doing the cataclysm. So this one is called on the edge at low armor damage dealt increases so you kind of want to be playing i don't know if you want to be up and close but the lower your armor is the more damage that you're going to be doing so you can you know leverage that to get higher scores the soldier's reward is killing an enemy restores a small amount of shields um there's precision precision operator snipers and man i can't say precision there you go (laughs) those the the shooty rifles do increase damage so this is actually one that, I mean, this is kind of like a big bonus. We'd have to go in and do some math and see exactly what percentage that's increasing. If it's like a 5% increase or a 10% increase. But I haven't done the math on that to, to verify. Then we have immunity pack. Ammo pickups grant brief immunity to damage, which sounds really good. Broken magazine. Guns have no spare ammo. Increased ammo drops. This one is really frustrating for a storm because storm spends a lot of time in the air. So you kind of you lose your shield when you go down and pick up that ammo. So maybe this is just one of those days where you don't play the storm, I guess. Running on empty, emptying your they wrote clip again here. It makes me so mad. So emptying your magazine gives a 100% damage buff for 20 seconds, which was a pretty significant damage buff for that for that amount of time. Then we have broken magazine. Guns have no spare ammo increase. Oh. Do they have double, those? They double those two days in a row. Okay, from the skies, you can hover longer. Yay. Air support. Killing an enemy from above gives a stacking buff to five, up to five for 10% increased damage per stacks on the ground. So right there, that has to be the um, the storm's dream to run the storm there. So they did those twice, two days in a row. Let's see, lightning rod, close range kills, chain lightning, which are pretty cool. Close encounters, shotguns, SMGs do 50% more damage. We have SMGs in this game? It was interesting. Uh, so they didn't. Well, yeah. They, uh, that so one of the earlier inversions that they did was the last bullet uh, in your magazine did increase damage. Right? We didn't have that on here. Any of these? Um. Yeah. So emptying your so, magazine but, gives a hundred percent damage above for twenty seconds. Was was that the one? Because it, it was like specific, like your last <clears throat> your last round in your magazine. I don't think so. More damage. 
Maybe that was the word when of... I. It was like two. It was a week and a half ago or so. It was hmm. before July. But Maybe. Anyways, because that one was doing like a crazy amount of increased damage, where the sniper um, was doing like eighty-three thousand normally on a crit hit, and it was going over five hundred thirty thousand per crit. Oh, hit. Oh yeah, that's a pretty good percentage. Yeah. So take the snipers on those days, kids. So then they have Soldier's Reward. Killing an enemy restores a small amount of shields. And Precision Operator, Snipers, and Precision Rifles do increased damage. Ammo pick, and then Immunity Pack, Ammo Pickups grant brief immunity to damage. So these are all pretty fun to play around. Um, the times that we were going in and doing our testing, I don't think we paid too much attention to the inversions. Just because we were going around not really like focusing on getting a high score. But, mm-hmm. I mean, this, these will really change up your builds if you are pushing for those leaderboards. I mean, we there's a I lot mean, of people it's that... It's not going to affect the leaderboard, though. I mean, it's... It, no, I mean, it should. Things, I guess a little bit, but it, I mean... But but we don't know how that translates to score yet, because the inversions it, don't add multipliers. I don't know. The only way it translates is that you can kill other things faster if you're using them, yeah. and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, that's going to that's gonna change your score if you're able to kill things well, faster, because the time remaining goes to your... Gets added to your score also. But then, but then I also noticed um, the orbs that drop. You get points for orbs, right? So then, killing more enemies translates to more orbs. So more, more like actual points to the thing again. Um, so maybe, maybe that's where that all comes in. But it still doesn't seem like it's. It's a like it's a confusing way of adding to your score. Yeah. In, instead of just saying add point five percent, you know, increase yeah, to adding to an score. actual multiplier. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it is interesting. JD, does any of this sound interesting to you? <laughs> he fell asleep. He's on mute over there, JD. All right, JD is on mute. I can't see his face. So, all right, so I, I can't. I can't really. I can't really contribute to this. You know, why? I, why well, ask? Does it sound well, interesting? Does it to sound you? interesting? Is it, is it things that you wanted? I mean, Are, the the uh, being able to hover longer. That sounds fun. I mean, these are all things that sound great to me, but, you know, I can't play it. I can't play it. Yeah, we told you to get on PC, JD. It's true, we did. All right, so let's let's talk about the weapons. So we put out a couple of videos on our Twitter feed, a couple of the uh, weapons that we got for the last time we played in the PTS, and it sounds like a lot of people are pretty excited to actually see something new. Like these these tweets kind of blew up for us for a tiny little podcast. It got a lot of hits, and it got a lot of traction, and it got a. I guess I I want to address something. So I put on a video of the Grave Digger, which is a new pulse accelerator weapon type, and it shoots. I love it. It shoots out a. It's it's a beam weapon. It's essentially, I mean, it's very similar to something like cold, cold light. What's it called in Destiny? Cold arc, cold heart, arc dust, mold, stone mold. Yeah. Anyway, it shoots at a beam of concentrated energy and it destroys stuff. And in this game, it does it very, very well. It's very overpowered in this game currently. And a lot of people were like, "Oh, yeah, I just stole this from Warframe. Stole this from Destiny." It's like, guys, like. This is not the first time. This is not the first time this weapon has been in any game. Like, if you think Destiny, if Bungie invented like this type of weapon, like you haven't been playing games. I mean, go back to Quake. Go back to you know games like Heretic, where there's been you know a beam weapon in almost any game that you've ever played. So people saying, "Oh, you're just gonna steal this." It's like I don't care if they stole every weapon. Like put every weapon from every game into this game. Give me the far sight from Perfect Dark. I don't care. The yeah, more yeah. weapons that we yeah, have in this game, the more excited we should all be. I don't care if they like 
oh, look, you stole a bullet weapon from this other game that has a bullet weapon. It's like, what What kind of comment is that? That, that makes no sense to me to be like, oh, you stole this. It's like, whatever, dude. Like, we stole everything from James Bond and Star Trek. So get off my lawn, I guess. Or like, you need to put this from Destiny into Anthem, but then complain when they put things from other games into it. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Like Julia are, are says, it's like the Spartan laser. You know what? If we have a Spartan laser in Anthem, let's get all the Spartan lasers lasers into Anthem. I don't care. It's like let's just use everything that we can. I mean, the the weapons look different. They actually have personality now. Their three D <laughs> models are interesting. Like yeah. the um, the blade slingers that we have, they look like something that we stole off the scar. They're colored interesting like you can look at one and say oh okay i know that that's the gravedigger because it looks way different from the other things now granted there's still three models that have different colors on them but i think even just giving them new 3d models that stand out from everything else makes a huge different cur- difference currently so we're not there to be like hey that's unique and i can recognize that that silhouette from afar but we're making steps. So when we start making steps like this, like, you know what? I'm going to applaud them for making these steps. And a lot of people would be like, oh, you're applauding them for make, doing something they should have done in the past. It's like, F that noise. Okay? Echo it's like of positivity. We're, we're making progress to something that we want. So to like be negative about that doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, yeah, you know what? Destiny just put a revolver in their game. Psh, that revolver is from the Old West. I can't believe they stole that. Whatever, people. Anyway, Anthem Podcast. I'm going to get off this heart, this uh, soapbox on top of a horse that I'm standing on. Um, a couple of the weapons. And, J.D., you've been able to see these, so you can comment on these also. Yeah. So we have these yeah. Voltcaster weapons now. And this one is called the Lightning Rod, which I had a lot of fun with. Um, it actually shoots a little pulse ball hits a target so you can put this anywhere and then it calls down um, a lightning strike on that area and then this weapon is also a primer so this works really well with the with the storm that i was running because you can shoot this prime it out and then you know what i'll just cast another lightning bolt from my art from my right bumper ability and i'll detonate that so we get combos for days right then we got flash fire and then that fires lightning that's like chain lightning so it jumps from a bunch of enemies so when you're in um shoot what are they called when you're in stronghold like mainly what what's the stronghold it's called uh shoot what's the scar one called swarm uh mine tyrant scarface uh, so when you're, when you're scar? yeah so when you're running scarface and you're in those really tight <laughs> corridors and there's scar everywhere i mean light this thing up currently it doesn't do a ton of damage um but this is something that they're still working on so it's I mean, these are cool abilities that they're adding onto these weapons that we've been asking for. So if I get excited about it, it's like, well, they're doing what we asked them to do. So mm-hmm. we should say, hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Jar's Wrath is in the game. That one's pretty cool. Uh, Gravedigger um, is a really cool weapon that just shoots out this giant pulse of energy. And like the visual effects on these look really, really cool. It's not just the boring, hey, we're shooting bullets. Because previously, that's all we had. We had bo- we had boring shooting bullets. And now we don't. So I'm excited about that. Mike, your Good favorite job, weapon bro. that you've been using? I have been using Ripslinger. It's not called Ripslinger. Um, what's it called? <laughs> Riz's Ripper? No, it's the legendary version of that one. Um, I think it's called the same oh, thing, shoot. isn't it? It's not. It's not. Oh, it's called... 
and I think it might be called Ripslinger, to believe, believe it or not. I believe Rip, you. Stop, razor, razor wing, razor Rainmaker. back, mole musk, wooden javelin, wooden. Gary Gooney, JD. Which one did you say? Razor, razor, not razor wing. Razor wing. Razor wing sounds right. It's razor wing. It's legendary. <laughs> it's awesome. It shoots a, a circular saw blade, and it has a rebound effect. And so, if you if you do it right, you can hit three enemies at once, and it deals like twenty thousand. That is pretty damage. fun to use. It's a, so much fun. It's a bouncing it's heavy cool. blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, says. It's definitely pretty cool. It's definitely pretty wow. cool, and I like it a lot. And so that's the one I'm using. I got that one the first night that we did the new Cataclysm out of seven war chests i got that's the the one awesome weapon that i got so. i haven't got any legendaries out of the war chest that's <laughs> the only place i can't get legendaries jd is out of the war chest so <laughs> just so everyone knows that i can't get any legendaries here apparently i've actually it gotten happens. a lot of legendaries in the last week it happens i, I hope i've got my thing that gets changed in the war chest is the war chest opening animation um because i think that needs to be changed i think we need to see like an actual box open because um, right now it's just holding a button and a screen and a and a status bar filling up and then it's like oh here's your weapon. So I, I kind of think that, that they should changed. change that um, at the end the end mission screen also because right now it's just like you said it's the icon it opens here you go. I mean I would love mm-hmm. to have it more like Apex more like um, Overwatch to actually get excited about a box opening because currently right now it's it's very boring just to watch what you're gonna get. And you I mean, it's not think, even a you wouldn't think chest, that it's a box you know, yeah, it's for not a war chest. Yeah. It's the, a uh, gear symbol. It's an icon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you wouldn't think it would be like satisfying to see a box open, but it is. No, it is. That, so, I mean, that's they've like they have people that, like a- that test that stuff that are like, hey, these are the dopamine hits when you hear this noise and when you see this color come out of these things. I mean, there's a reason yep. why they're why they're popular in Overwatch, and yep. you know the animation is like one of those dopamine hits. So surprise mechanics. Go ahead, JD. What were you going to say? Is- I was going to ask, is that like something that's just like in the PTS is like a placeholder right now? Or do you guys know? Yeah, you don't Maybe. know. It could I be. Mean, that, <laughs> that's the other thing with PTS. It's like one day this is what it looks like and the next day it's not. Yeah. Which is also part of the problem with the PTS. Like when you go in and you're expecting things to be in a specific in place, place <laughs> and they're not, you're like, is this a bug or does this move? And that's, <laughs> you know, frustrating. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. say it. It is tough to figure it out. So we're also going to be getting some new support abilities, and I'll run through these really quick. So the Colossus um, Berserker's Cry, which is the battle cry, is going to additionally increase melee ability so that you're going to be able to hit harder. Their surging ability, which is their shield pulse, additionally regenerates shields through damage while the effect is active. So yay, Colossus, you'll be able to survive longer, I hope. You'll become the (laughs) tank that we always knew you could be. We thought you were going to be. Yeah. So the Interceptor, Slayer's Fuhrer, which is the target beacon, marking a target also marks additional enemies near that target. So when you do this, Devin, they also get, uh, they take additional damage, correct? Yes. And it spreads to more targets faster. Cool. So Voice of Courage, their rally cry, revives nearby downed allies. I thought you already had this ability. No. Nope. Uh, So all it did was uh, gave increased shield. Or, or oh, okay, them, gotcha. basically for a little bit, but this works really good. Um, I haven't used it a lot in the Cataclysm, even though that's my main yeah, support you never ability. Bring back, man. You're uh, never reviving people. The problem like, oh, is, is I'm usually off doing like the other parts of the Cataclysm solo, 
where I'm like, okay, we're splitting up to go complete events because you only have so much time. And so I'm like, okay, go do this or go do that. And then, you know, by the time I remember, oh, yeah, I have this ability, I'm not really with the group to actually revive people with it. So, I mean, it's cool. I just don't use it currently. Because um, so, wow. he hates us. So the ranger gets Tarsus's last Tarsus's? That's, that sounds weird when you say it out loud. Tarsus's last stand. Muster point. In addition I think it's to Tarsus. Well, the last it, stand up it's, Tarsus. Gen, it's General Tarsus, but then they've got the little apostrophe that makes me say Tarsus's. Tarsus's last stand, muster point. In addition <laughs> to gun damage, all damage is increased. That's a lot of damage to be increased. So that's actually mm-hmm. a pretty awesome muster point. I can dig it. Then Vanguard's yeah. Rampart. Yeah, how come you're not laying that down, Mike? Yeah, yeah it's probably, not in the game yet. You probably don't even have it. So a Bulwark Point provides temporary <laughs> charges for ability one. That's right, Bumper. Plus 200. Wow. That's plus 200 charges for every. Is that for everyone? Because that's a. You can throw that I down and we can all walk it into it, right? That should be everyone inside. I think that's just the inscription. Yeah. No, there's so this is for the bulwark point. Provides temporary charges for a bill. Oh. oh, I see what you're saying. So that's not for everyone that that walks through the through the bubble. Then no, nope, that would be because cool. that's the whole point of it, isn't it? Well, we should try it out. Maybe you should actually get some of this gear for your ranger. So the storm. I'm working on it. Uh, Howling <laughs> Veil, which is the wind wall, which you know they buffed a little bit, but still feels pretty much useless. Detonates a combo explosion on expiration, and we'll have to see how this actually works. Because it's got to be a pretty large area, I think, to make a a pretty big effect. Then they've got Anthem's Grace, which is the quickening field. Additionally, increase gear damage while in the field. So, hey, if we throw down some Muster Point and some Anthem's Grace at the same time, that's increased damage for all the days, I think. That would be pretty sweet. JD, does any of that sound interesting to you? I'm just kidding. I don't want to hear about it. Um... (laughs) So one of the cool things that we've also had are a lot of the melee has been updated. And I know most people have been able to play with these because we were given a couple of epics for all the new abilities that we have. So like going over with the storm, they have a lightning surge now, which is actually a lightning strike. And it's not just the the searing strike. And this is actually a primer. And I think every javelin got a primer and a detonator for a melee ability now. Which is going to open up a lot of people's like ability to make something different and kind of take advantage of that. So yeah, they're different builds. Yeah, yeah. So the storm got a lightning and a fire blast. Um, the ranger, let's see, your seismic mace doesn't have a um, elemental charge attached to it, does it? No, I don't believe um, it does. No, I don't think it does. So you do have the transmuting bolt, which is a legendary melee weapon. Is a Gives you a shock mace. I'm guessing the seismic mace must just be uh, kinetic damage. So well, that's a well, that's the storm melee's the transmuting bolt. Uh, no, I don't think so. You sure? I'm pretty sure that is the ranger. Yeah, the upgraded shock mace. That's ranger. Oh, okay. No, it's the truth. And then let's see. Devin is the interceptor. You still have you still have the acid blades that you have, and then I don't know what your other one is. Your your detonating uh, melee is, 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 is just a reg, it's just a plain melee. It's just kinetic. It, it increases the the damage, um, but so my primer has the same amount of damage, but gives you plus twenty percent acid or twenty acid or whatever. And so, like right now, I have that one on, uh, so I'm always priming. But the, it's strange. It's because I can still detonate with my melee, 
I don't, you know, so it's, it's weird how that works sometimes. And so I'm also thinking that's why Jar's Wrath isn't working properly for me. Like when we tested it the other day, it should work really good because it's a primer. And if you have your detonator as a interceptor, like that should be your go-to weapon because it just electrocutes so many people around you and you can just hit them and it explodes them all with electricity. Um, but it's not working for me right now, obviously, because I have a primer melee on. So I'll have to try that later. Explode all the things. And this, JD, will excite you because the Colossus has something called Meteor Smash now. So mm. when you attack the ground, it cracks the earth, igniting flames around your feet that burn nearby enemies. So you're going to be burninating cool. all the things. I, I was actually more excited for uh, Earthshaker, actually, uh, because it actually gives you... Uh, like if you already run a pretty fire heavy build, uh, like I do, you know, like Rubidium's Furnace, and then uh, I forget the name of the flamethrower or like the Voltaic Dome, anything like that that's pretty like close range. Having a uh, detonating, uh, a detonating melee attack that can really not only just uh, detonate people in your general vicinity, but also reach out a bit and like because it says, uh, what is it? Heavy glove that can be smashed into the ground, causing damage in a large area, sends out a shockwave that damages enemies in front of you. Like that sounds awesome to me. I'm I'm hoping that it does that on top of just the general like like seismic slam, but uh, that that sounds more more my speed because you already got enough things that can light stuff on fire as a colossus. Fine, JD. Don't be excited about the thing I was excited for you to be excited about. It's fine. <laughs> don't even worry about it. So there's a lot of additions that they're coming out with. Um, I think they're in total. There's what? Uh, shoot, I don't even have a number of how many um, new items there are going to be. But there's quite a few new items to be gaining over the six weeks that we're going to have. Hopefully, we'll be seeing some cosmetic things coming up soon that we can earn. Hopefully, we have some earnable cosmetics and not just random cosmetics. We're going to have to go through a box for. Um, but yeah, I think like overall with the new story missions that we're getting, the new Cataclysm event with the leaderboards, I know a lot of people say aren't excited for the leaderboards. I, I kind of am. I mean, I'm excited to jump in there and see if we can at least post on there. I don't know how often they're going to reset those. I'm guessing they'll probably reset them each time they reset the Cataclysm themselves because they can turn on and off different areas that you can go to. So I'm guessing they'll... and I. I don't know if they're going to like keep so, those for like Steve, future I stuff. See, I did see a countdown on the leaderboard. It goes for six days and then I think it resets. So I think it goes for a week. Okay. So we'll have six different but resets on that, on that leaderboard. Then I wonder if they're going to save those like, Hey, these are the top people for week one. These are the top people for week two. I mean, if, if we can at least crack the top 100, I think that's a pretty good run. So yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll try to do that. We'll do it on easy. We'll crack the top 100 on easy, but <laughs> So, so I think that, I mean, we talked a lot about what the Cataclysm is, what it's going to bring, things to look forward to. There's still a lot of changes that are coming up that we have not heard about. Um, there's still some story and some cinematic stuff that they're working on that we haven't seen. So there's still stuff to look forward to if you participated in the PTS. And if you are participating in the PTS, like, you know, give that feedback. Let's make this game better for all the PlayStation Xbox owners. So that, oh, sorry, when Doug scared me. So that when they do get it, I mean, this it'll be in a in a place where it's like, hey, this thing's ready to go. Excited about all the new stuff because I want 
JD, I want all you console players to to be able to play this stuff as soon as possible also. So don't feel like we don't care that you don't have access to this stuff. But So real quick, unless there's anything else you guys want to touch on on the PTS, Mike or Devin? Nope. No, I think we covered it pretty well. All right, JD, will you give us an update on your quest for the gold um, metal texture? So <clears throat> JD had to step away. Uh, you can't see that because you don't have the screens up but he had to step away currently well that just makes this whole thing awkward then Devin. mike do you have any dad jokes that you can tell us while we wait i have lots of dad jokes but i'm gonna skip those because i'm not at that point yet but i'm just saying i just want to say that that it's fun to play the pts and there might not be a whole lot of end game with it but it's still fun to do it's still fun to jump in with people and push those leaderboards i didn't think leaderboards were going to be fun until i saw my name on one and then i thought oh man look there's my name i can kind of push this higher and you know kind of re retool stuff and kind of see how things are going so yeah because i mean things current. that i didn't think that i would like i'm like oh cool i can see my name i kind of like that and currently like the builds that we've been running like none of us have been optimizing our javelins yeah. it's just Nothing kind of like optimized. it's like whatever That's legendary what, you what have yeah. equip it mm-hmm. and go and see what you can get right Exactly. I haven't anyway. Exactly. I mean, I haven't even painted my my storm, but I mean there there right. is a lot of potential and there's potential for the future like when this goes away and they start retooling it, working on it, fixing things for like the next time it comes out. I mean, it can, it can only get better. Well, that's not true. They could totally screw it up and make it like the worst <laughs> thing ever, so I shouldn't say that. But I mean, there's potential for it to increase and become better each time that that it is released cuz you know, this isn't the only content we're going to get in the future. Hopefully, they're working on whatever is next past this. Because if this is coming out soon, there's probably a team of people thinking up, okay, what do we do next? What stories do we tell? And where do we want to go? What jav- What new javelins do we want to put into players' hands? Because I think that's the next logical step after a cataclysm, I hope. All right, JD. Yeah, so wooden javelin. JD, I would like for you to give us an update. Thank you, Julius, for letting me know that he is back. Um Give us an update on your quest for gold here. Uh, yeah, so uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I've had to stay home quite a bit because I am highly contagious. But I've been playing Anthem every every chance I get, uh, either Anthem or Minecraft or something else. But I have been slowly really hitting the, uh, hitting the pavement on this going for gold thing. Um, as of today... I'm a little bit over 25,000 out of 150,000 uh, standing. Um, I think it, uh, yeah, it breaks down to like uh, 8,000 uh, 8, something for each of the factions. Uh, my first, my first goal was to like get my lowest standing one, which was the freelancer one. Uh, I was a little, little annoyed by that. Cause I found out that um, like, I think two of the strongholds uh, give reputation for the, sentinels and the arcanist or something like that and one of them like one or two of them gives them for the arcanist but only one and that's the heart of rage actually just bumps up the freelancer ranking which i find that a little bit odd but um yeah to give you guys an idea of how far that was um when we recorded episode 92 i was at thirteen thousand or fourteen thousand, give or take and uh yeah i mentioned it earlier legendary missions can't really be repeated in my experience i maybe i'm doing something wrong um and what i've been doing is i've been uh running uh random strongholds 
left and right um, at GM1. And I've been, I seem to earn coin at a similar rate to the amount of standing that I've gotten. So like I've gotten uh, about, you know, 11,000 standing in total. And I've gotten maybe about like 15,000 coin uh since then i i I started at uh started at like 37 and and now i'm at like 52 or 53,000 coin so which i think the math on that checks out i don't know i don't think any of us are going to check so you could probably say anything would you be like sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i I mean i'm i'm trying to find i'm trying to find ways to to make this easier to but it really seems like just grinding out strongholds is the way to do it um which sounds like the most it, boring thing it, that quest could possibly be yeah it's uh just hitting the same same four strongholds and honestly uh tyrant mine has it remains my favorite especially now because it comes up the least in in my experience of like random strongholds it's a lot of sunken cell a lot of heart of rage and then temple of the uh, temple of the scar is probably i think Sunken Cell and Temple of the Scar are probably the two most the, well, the two most popular that come up or that I can find matchmaking for. So, well, very cool, JD. I'm excited for to hear the conclusion of your quest for gold here. Hopefully, it happens soon. Um, Way through next year. Still, um, still yeah. quite a ways to go. I mean, maybe with the Cataclysm, we'll get some reputation gains from doing that. I don't know what reputation they would give us, but it'd be nice if at each completion of the Cataclysm, we got rep for that also. But, well. I think freelancers, host, dog over there, young child that's still awake. I think we're going to end episode 94 because I think we talked to PTS to death. We talked about, hey, when console players are going to actually be going to get something so they can, you know, start enjoying this game again. But I think that I think we'll wrap up the show on there. But actually, first, I would like to say that, you know, thank you to all the patrons we have of the show. Like your contributions and your support means a lot to us. Um, we really, really, really appreciate it. And I don't know what else we could say other than you guys are all awesome and you gals are all awesome. If you want to support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. The show's always going to be free, so don't worry about it ever going behind any type of paywall. But if you want to support us, you can do that over at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. So until next time, there's a shaper storm on the horizon. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at jdthejokedealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.